talking about true authority here on Wednesday night. And I want <clears throat> to just jump right into it in the verse that we looked at in Luke chapter 9, and we've looked at it for several weeks. Luke chapter 9 and verse 1, when Jesus gave this authority to his disciples, he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And I made this statement, I've made it several times, that demon spirits and what is wrong with people go hand in hand. Or he wouldn't have given his disciples authority over demons and things that are wrong with their bodies. Can you say amen? amen. But I want to take a kind of a little different twist on those two words, power and authority, tonight. <clears throat> and so follow me because we're going we're gonna to look at four stories in the Bible about authority. All right? But... I'm going to read this verse again, and I'm going to read it like this. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them the right to use the Father's authority. He gave them the right to use the Father's authority. If I give Dale the power of attorney to go and, you know, most of us don't write checks today, but, you know, or, or much anymore, it doesn't seem like. But if I give him the power of attorney to go and write a check out of my account, I've given him the right and the authority to go and do that. Jesus gave those disciples, then, he, then we see in the next chapter he gave 70, the disciple, uh, of the, 70 more of the disciples that same authority to do the same exact thing. He gave them that authority. I'm telling you tonight, if you're born again, you've been given that authority. Is that all, is that all it takes? Is that all it takes? The fact that he's given us that, is that all it takes? And now it'll just flow through you. So I want you to follow with me in this. We have been given the right to use the authority from the Father. And it was, it was reiterated again in Luke 10, 19. Jesus said this, Behold, I give, you the, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing will hurt us. You say, well, does it mean that anything that could hurt you won't hurt you when you're walking in the authority of God? But it's not enough that he gave it to the disciples, and we're his disciples, and so it's been handed down to this point. It's not enough that he gave it to us. We've got to see something else about that. Just follow with me. I'm just giving you some bits and pieces of things, and then... The last story that I read, I'll drive my point home. 1 Peter 5 and <clears throat> verse 8 and 9. Peter says here, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he will, may devour. He could. Didn't say, 
that he, he roams around and devouring everybody that comes across his path. No, he didn't have that authority. Look at the next verse. He said, resist him steadfast in what? The faith. Of what? That I have the right to use the authority of the Father over him. But he may devour you if you let him. He has no authority to devour you, but he may if you don't know the authority you have to resist him. So if I know my right to use the power and authority that God has given me, nothing will by any means hurt or harm me in any way, shape, or form ever. Everybody say ever. Not just sometimes, ever. 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 Another little story. Driving another point home. Luke 4 and verse 1. This is the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry. And Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, he, and when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you're the Son of God, do what? Command. If you're the Son of God, Command this stone to become bread. You know what Jesus was tempted to do in that situation, or he, what he was tempted in that situation to do? He was tempted to make a command and a demand on something that wasn't the will of God. I've been given the right and authority to operate in the authority of the Father. But I have to know how to use it, and I have to know when it's time to command something, because I promise you, nothing would have happened to that stone if he would have commanded it to turn to bread if it wasn't the will of the Father. Man, I'm telling you tonight, that's so important. I can't tell you how important that is. He was tempted to command something that wasn't the will of the Father. What did he do in, in, uh, in, instead? Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So he was tempted to command, but what was the issue there? The timing was wrong. Many times we think, we, you know, if we just yell and scream loud enough and yell at the devil long enough, he's going to leave. No, we've got to know the authority we've been given, and we've got to know that he has no authority, and he can do nothing to us, and fear of what he thinks he's trying to convince us he can do, he can't do, and I'm delivered of that fear. Everybody say, I'm delivered of fear. Fear has no place in us. Yet, yet, he, he's like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the roaring lion with teeth and a bite and, and has something behind what he does. The devil has nothing. Like a roaring lion. Maybe they'll be afraid. 
I kind of see, I kind of hear it as like, eh. I mean, I mean, he's lost it all. R.W. Schambach, many of you don't even know who R.W. Schambach was, but great preacher. And I heard him say one time that, that God gave him uh, this picture that, that he saw this lying that was moaning and groaning because he had a toothache because all his teeth had been knocked out. And that's what the devil's like. <laughs> Trying to convince us. Huh? <laughs> He's got nothing. He has nothing. And he's got nothing on us in this time, in this great nation that we live in. He has nothing on us. And listen to me. Everybody in the United States of America matters. Did you hear me? Everybody. I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care what your background is. I don't care where you came from. None of it. Everybody matters in the kingdom of God. There's two races of people on the planet. Those who are saved and those who are not. And that's it. And God cares about all of us. And he said, if we understand this authority, nothing will hurt us. If we understand it. Listen to this next story. Matthew 17 and verse 14. When they had come to the multitude, a man came to him kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. What? These are the 82 that they were given the right to use the authority of the Father. Seems like that wasn't enough. They couldn't do anything for him. Then Jesus answered and he said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And he said, and, and, and Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. Now watch. Jesus rebuked and resisted the demon. It came out of him. The 82 tried and it didn't work. Why? Because it's not enough to have the right to do it. We've got to understand the authority we've been given and know when to do it and know how to do it. They tried it and it didn't work. Trying's no good. I've got to know how to do it. We've got the Holy Spirit to teach us to learn how to deal with demon spirits that control the thought life of all of us at different times, but humanity out there and, and all of the chaos that's out there, it's not the people, it's what's behind the people. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness. I'm just telling you right now, I'm telling everybody that's sitting in here tonight, you need to take me really serious when I say this. There are a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts out there that don't line up with God's word. And you cannot allow yourself, you cannot afford 
to allow yourself to listen to thoughts and ideas that go contrary to the word. You cannot afford it. You know where it says, if you embrace that authority and you operate in that authority, that nothing will hurt you and harm you? When you don't, it'll hurt you and it will harm you. And I'm going to read some more stories about this. He said here, notice what he said the reason was. He told his disciples. The disciples came to him, to Jesus, privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. It will, it will move and nothing will be impossible for you if what? If you have faith and confidence that the right that you've been given to operate in the authority of heaven is really yours and that you can do it. I'm telling you tonight, you can do it. I don't care if you've been saved for, for 60 years or a day. You can do it. Or he wouldn't have told us we could do it. No matter things that are, that, that, that are troubling you, that you're stressed about, things that you're having difficulties walking through, things that you're looking for answers, I'm telling you, you have the authority to see these things come to pass. God's given it to you. You have the right to use the authority of heaven to settle every issue that you face here. We don't have to settle earthly issues with earthly wisdom. We can settle earthly issues with heavenly wisdom because of what we've been given. Can you say amen? And I'll just say this. He, he, he just, I'll read down to the 21st, 21st verse and he said, he said, um, um, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. <clears throat> and, and one of the things that I believe Jesus meant there was, when you're trying to <clears throat> get rid of natural circumstances with natural wisdom, natural ideas, natural abilities, you need to get set free of that and fasting and prayer will help you get rid of yourself and get more connected and in tune to God. Learning how to yield to the Holy Ghost. I, I've got four or five things that a number of months ago I, I started like fasting, just not doing something. And I've kept all those things. And it's been better on my body, it's been better on my mind, it's been better in a number of ways, but it's things that God told me, I want you, there's no reason for you to do that. <clears throat> One day I was in Brian's office and, and I was talking about something that, that, that I drink all the time, you know, and um, I was telling him about it and he gave me, he gave me a thought about what I should do with that. And he said, you know, you could go cold turkey with that, but it, it'll kind of freak your body out. He said, over time, do it, do it slowly, and over time, then your body, you know, will kind of regulate to that, and then if you want to get rid of it, you get rid of it. And the funny thing is that that's been maybe almost a month now, and as I've done that, and I've gotten rid of most of it, I just, I just drink a little of it, um, I feel like the Holy Spirit said, you need to keep that because that, a little of that is good, but you're drinking too much of it. 
You understand? And, and, and what is that doing? When you like something and then you're going to lay that thing down, is it really super easy to do? No. In most cases, it's not easy to do. So what you're doing when you're laying something down is you're aware of it every day and you're aware of what God is saying to you every day. It creates more of an awareness of the presence of God and what God is speaking to you and trying to get over to you. That's why he said things like this, the more spiritually minded you get and the less earthly minded you are, the less you're relying on earthly abilities helps you to be able to address and deal with spiritual influence that's trying to attack you and trying to get the best of you in different situations that you're facing. So, he said do that, and I just encourage you, don't, don't, don't listen to what someone else did about a fast, glean from other people's ideas, and then make them your own. Did you hear what I said? Don't do something because someone else did. One time I heard somebody had fasted for 40 days, or no, for 30 days. So I started on that. <laughs> you know, I think I made it a day and a half. Because <laughs> I can't tell you how many invitations I got to go eat dinner. You know, and how many people brought me food and did, I mean, it was like, you know, it's a spiritual thing. You know, but God really didn't tell me to do that 30 days. I just thought it'd make me more spiritual. It won't. No, but when you're hearing from God, and you know doing something is what he wants you to do, yeah, you'll be in tune with him like never before. You hear better, more clear, more precise about what God is saying and how to accomplish the tasks that you, get, you have before you and things that are troubling you, you're able to overcome them so much easier. <clears throat> but what Jesus told them was one thing, unbelief. That's why you can't deal with this because you don't believe in the authority that I gave you two chapters earlier. That's right. I may, I, as I was reading this, I thought about this and I made this note. <clears throat> Just because you pray and nothing happens doesn't change the will of God. Just because in a situation where you've prayed and you've not seen something happen, it doesn't change what the will of God is in that, in concerning that. It never does. See, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of times people will pray, they'll pray. You remember, Jesus didn't command the stone to turn to bread, which was the temptation from the enemy because it wasn't right. And many times... People will bind and loose and bind and loose and bind and loose and scream and holler and nothing happens. They get discouraged. Well, this doesn't work. Not like that. We have to ease into it. We have to develop into it. You know what we teach around here. Daily routines of the confession of the word of God makes your soul aware and your spirit man aware of what God wants to do in a given situation. I, I, all the things that I speak over my physical body on a daily basis when I feel well, I say them over and over and over again so that when an attack comes, whoa, 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 wait. No, his will says this. Why? Because I've reminded myself when I'm scrambling to try to find five healing scriptures to put on it, a lot of times that's too late. It's not that it won't hurt. It's just not going to produce the results, and that's where people get discouraged because they don't do their work and due diligence day to day to empower them so that when the attack comes to the body, 
And it will come. Everybody say it will. Not if, it will. Attacks come. But when they come, no. And you stop it just right, right there in its tracks. Give it no place to operate in your body. Because you know what the will of God is. And, and can I do that? Yes, because I have the right to use the authority from the Father. Man, I like that statement. I just got that today. I like the way that's worded right there. <clears throat> so so what, what I'm seeing from these stories that I'm reading you are three things. Okay? When things don't happen, it's, it's not that it wasn't God's will. It's either unbelief, like in this situation. It's trying to do something at the wrong time and not really having the anointing of God trying to accomplish it in your own ability. Or it's the lack of understanding of the authority that you've been given. If you're born again, you've been given that authority. I'm going to say it again. If you're born again, you've been given that authority. But that wasn't enough for the disciples because then first kind of difficult demon situation, you know, and they can't do anything about it. And yet they have the authority. What I don't want is I don't want that to be you. The authority you have, I want you to operate. That's why I teach things like this. That's why God wants me to teach things like this. It's not my teaching, it's his. Because he wants you to embrace and receive the authority that you've been given, and he wants you to know that people are not your problem. I say it again, you've heard me say it a lot, but people are not the problem devil is the problem and his demon spirits. Another story? <clears throat> you got time for another story? Two? Do I get three? <clears throat> Actually? Here we go. Acts 19 and verse 11. <clears throat> now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so the same thing, the same way. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who the heck are you? Hmm? Now listen to me. I've actually heard somebody preach that the anointing of Paul is what you and I need today because of this verse of Scripture right here. This is what this verse of Scripture says. Jesus I know, and I know Jesus, I know Paul knows Jesus, but who are you? That's what he was saying. You and I don't need to find ourselves in situations where the devil doesn't know our name. 
The devil needs to know our name because of what we're working on and working at. If this was easy, if this was just, you know, if, if God in the scripture gave you step one, step two, step three, step four, bamo, magic, and it's done. Everybody would do it. But I'm giving you information that you've got to spend some time on and make it your own. It's got to become yours. I'm telling you, you have the right, if you're born again, to use the authority that came from the Father, but it will not work like magic. It's something you have to embrace. It's something you have to receive. And it only comes from a real ongoing relationship with God through His Word by the person of the Holy Spirit revealing these truths to you. You have to get to know them like real people. We were created for this time. How many know that? We were created to live in this time to show the world how real that God is. Not, not to try to be somebody or, you know, to, like we have more faith in the next person. No, we, we were created for this time to grow up together, to arise together and have the anointing of Jesus flowing through us to help the world know You cannot put your faith in other men, other people, politicians, this, that, nothing else but Jesus Christ alone. Amen? That's what we were created for for this time. So what the seven sons and and the the itinerant Jewish exorcists that were trying to, you know, deliver people of different kinds of things, what they didn't have was true authority. They didn't have true authority. Acts chapter 16 and verse 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and she cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Remember, she's not born again. No, she's controlled by the devil, by the enemy, making money for other people. And this she did for how many days? So how, maybe three weeks? And Paul's there for that whole time. Over and over and over again, this woman's saying it. She's like advertising for them. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. Why not three weeks earlier? Wasn't time. Why didn't Jesus just turn that that stone into bread and and eat? Man, he's not eating for 40 days. Wasn't time. You have to know the will of the Father. Paul would have tried to cast that demon out three weeks earlier and it wasn't the will of the Father. Doesn't come out. She keeps doing it and then stirs up more stuff and stirs up more stuff. But you read that story and that girl, she got delivered. She got set free. Amen? Amazing, mighty miracles happened because he resisted and rebuked 
with the authority and the right that he had to use the authority from heaven from the Father, but he did it at the right time. Hear me tonight. I'm telling you, you need to meditate on this. It's vital in the times that we're living in right now. And don't be thinking, you know, that what I said about the mask and the, we'll get rid of the mask and then we'll get back to normal. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe things are going to get worse, but it doesn't change the anointing. Did you hear what I'm saying? You know, people stir up more stuff and try to create more things. I, I, don't, I don't think we've seen everything we're going to see from all this stuff. I don't think, personally. But it doesn't change the anointing. We've been, in this place, we've been business as usual, only honoring the authorities of our system, doing what they say. Otherwise, it's business as usual. I'll walk in here with a mask, but I'm taking it off because I can. Right? It's not going to hinder me. Is it hindering me preaching right now? I mean, uh, I may have spit on you, brother, but <laughs> just wipe it off. <laughs> uh, I, I felt something coming out of my mouth, so it may, it may have reached his knee right there, so you know. But it's all okay. It's all okay. So, <clears throat> my last story that I'm going to end this message with this tonight is my last story. And it's a popular story, and it's found in Matthew 8. It's about the Roman centurion. Now, when Jesus had entered, uh, this Matthew 8 in verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Dreadfully tormented. What does that mean? Demons, right? Dreadfully tormented. He gave, he gave us authority, the right to use the power and the authority of the Father. And he gave them, the, the first disciples, he gave them authority over demons and to heal disease. And here's somebody that's sick as a result of being tormented. And it's not always sickness and disease that goes with tormenting, but when you're tormented by the enemy, it affects you in a lot of different ways. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. I want you to get three things out of this, the rest of this little story in these next four or five verses. I want, you to, I want you to pay attention to this because this is really important and it, and it connects all the pieces that I've shared with you tonight. He said, I'll come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed. So who were those who followed? His disciples, the ones he had given the authority and the power to right? When he heard it, he marveled and he said to 
those who had authority, assuredly I say to you, I've not found such great faith even in all of Israel. Even with all of you, I've not found such great faith. Why did those 82 not be able to cast the demon out? Because of unbelief. Here he said, I, I, I don't see, this is the greatest faith I've seen, and in all of you, and if you'll get this, and you'll understand this, you'll never be troubled with demon spirits that try to convince you you have no authority. Because there's no telling what those demon, what that demon did to hassle the other 82 in convincing them that they didn't have to come out. There's no telling what went on. We don't have evidence of that. But I'm telling you, they did everything they could think of. And you know what happened? They convinced them because they weren't convinced that they had authority. And every time something that is involved in fear, something you hear on the news or something you hear from someone else and something like that comes your way, Every time that comes to you, that is the voice of the enemy trying to convince you. That's demon spirits trying to convince you that you really don't have the authority that God gave you. And that's what has to be shut down. And here, Jesus makes this comment. Jesus said to the centurion in verse 13, that, was, that last one was verse 10 and this is verse 13. Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. What does that mean? He was healed and delivered of that tormenting spirit. Because he had that tormenting spirit on his life. He was healed and delivered by that tormenting spirit with one word. I don't know if it was the word be or the word gone. But it was just a word, maybe a statement. And it was maybe like down the street at, at the mini mart down here. Maybe that's how far they lived apart. Be gone. Whew. As you believe, it'll be done. Like that. When we believe we have that authority. I'm telling you today, you have that authority. You and I have the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt us or harm us in any way. Well, you know what I was going to say? Or God's a liar, but I won't say that. I won't say that. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. Everything that doesn't work for mankind is a lie. It doesn't change what the will of God is. It doesn't change. That's what we have to be adamant about. You can't let what happens to other people or other people's examples or, or, or things that happen. You can be compassionate with people, but you can't let other people's examples rule and direct your life. You have to let the Holy Spirit and the Word of God direct how you believe in what He says is yours. We've been given the right to the authority of the Father. Think about it. 
How many know how big God is? I mean, how many know how vast that God is? And we've been given his authority to operate in the earth. There's not anything we can't do. So in light of that, think of these scriptures tonight. I can do all things through Christ, and I'm going to say it like this, through the right that I have to use the authority of the Father, I can do all things through Christ with that authority who is my strength. If he's not strengthening you, if he's not developing in you, it won't work. If you're not born again and you don't, you're, not, you're not developing that born-again lifestyle and learning how to do that, coming to the knowledge of the truth, it won't work. It won't work. I'm telling you, it's working for you and I because we're taking these truths and we're applying. You know in the passage of Scripture that... <clears throat> um, the passage of Scripture in 1 Timothy 2 where it says, I urge you first of all that petitions, prayers, intercession, thanksgivings be made for all people, kings, all those in authority, that we may live a peaceful and a quiet life in all godliness and holiness. Just listen to this last part of that, of this, next, of this fourth verse. This is good and it pleases God our Savior. It pleases Jesus who wants, number one, all people to be saved And he wants all people to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now listen to me. If you're saved, then what really pleases God is that you are coming into the knowledge of the truth every day of your life in every area that you need the knowledge of the truth. And I tell you what, if we're all praying, if we're all praying for one another, it's a a win-win for us. What really pleases God is that we pray for all people. I pray for you every day. And, and God's just showing me. He said, you know, pray these prayers, the, the prayers of, in Ephesians and Colossians like we pray. We're praying those. And he said, pray those with a passion for people. Just don't get over into you trying to pray how you want someone else to think. You want people to have wisdom and understanding of God. Amen? And when we are praying, for one another, that we're coming to the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth of what? Of whatever you need. Whatever you're faced with. Whatever you're being tormented with, with some tormenting spirit trying to convince you of things and lies and fears, trying to tell you that God's not big enough and he can't do it. It's a lie. I'm coming to the knowledge of the truth. I have the truth and I walk in the truth and the truth will, is setting me free right now all the time. And you too. Can you say amen tonight? God is good to us. Tell you what, it's the greatest time ever in the history of the world. Ever. To be alive and to be in a position to know that you have the authority of heaven and you're not here trying to exist and make things work out in your own ability. Not us. That's not who we are.